0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Talk of Billy Sports United. B. I am your host, Matt Benarchek. It is a Victory Monday, November twenty second, two 2021. And watch Eagles fly, fly, Eagles fly, on the road to victory. B-A-T-L-E-S Eagles! 40 to 29 in a complete domination down in south philadelphia yesterday afternoon good morning everybody and welcome to a victory monday here on the podcast victory monday the fifth one of 2021 which of course if you're keeping score at home or keeping the math at home is one more than we did all of last year so in that aspect, you can all you can already check it up in the win column for, or I should say, not the win column, but the improvement column, for the Philadelphia Eagles in 2021. We have eclipsed our win total of, t- of 2020. So, good job, guys. But all seriousness, the Eagles are now five and six, and firmly, firmly entrenched now in the early 2000 or early playoff conversation as they moved up one seed and you know in result of yesterday's action in the NFL. They are now currently the ninth seed in the National Football Conference. Again, if you're at home keep and score, seven teams will make it to the playoffs per conference this year. And the Eagles find themselves in a very interesting position heading into week twelve next week at MetLife Stadium against the New York Giants. A very interesting position, and we'll get to that here in a second. But let's now focus our attention on what happened on the field yesterday in Philadelphia. The Eagles, right off the jump, came out like a team on the mission, right? Entering the game, they were 0-4, looking for their first home win. They were coming off a very convincing road victory against the Denver Broncos in hostile conditions in Denver. And they were playing a depleted New Orleans Saints team. I mean, let's face it, you know, down two of your starting uh, offensive linemen and your dynamic running back and really your your starting quarterback. You know, the Saints were in a position where the Eagles really needed to, to exploit that and take advantage of that, and they did. The Eagles went on to put up 14 first quarter points, a new record. <laughs> uh, the Eagles haven't done that in a long time. They haven't done that in a very long time, uh, at least two years. But they ended up going into the second quarter up 14 to nothing. And it was more of the same in the second quarter. They outscored New Orleans 13 to 7 in the second quarter. They outscored them 6 to nothing in the third quarter to amass a 33-7 lead heading into the fourth quarter. Now, I'm going to talk about what happened in the fourth quarter here in a second. But let's backtrack, talk a little bit about how they got the 33-7. They got there. Through domination. They got there through a complete team win. They got there through a defense that continued. And again, to Rich Gannon's credit, and i got to give him the credit where the credit is due, they attacked. They were attacking off uh, aggressive, not afraid to play, you know, man coverage, pressing the wide receivers at the line of scrimmage, pressing the the wide receivers at the line of attack. And they did a great job. He did a great job. It was a great game plan. Uh, Individual efforts... T.J. Edwards, you know, was all over the field again. Slowly, or sh- I shouldn't say slowly, but quickly. <laughs> it's quite the opposite of slowly. Quickly making a name for himself as one of the young rising Eagle stars. Darius Slay, the rest of the secondary, just played, an, they played a great game. The front four did what they had to do. I don't necessarily think they put on. They could have pressured Trevor Simeon a little bit more. Uh, He did have time at times to throw, but they did enough. They did enough to keep him um, off balance. They did enough to keep him uh, guessing throughout the game. And one final defensive note, the Eagles forced three turnovers yesterday. Three, which now brings their season total to 12, which through 11 weeks, well, you do the math. It's, It's not that good, right? It's not that good, but... You got you to gotta extract, you got to hunt the good stuff as they say. And and you know, three turnovers in one game by the Eagle defense is definitely a good thing. Kudos to the Eagle defense. They definitely came to play yesterday and they left it all out there on the field. So, Darius Slay, of course, highlighted with the pick six, uh, you know, and the step up Philadelphia or step up Philly thing that now will probably become lexicon here in town. But Let's now talk about the offense. Offensively, things were clicking early. We already know what the identity of this team is. Smash smash mouth football, right? They are going to run the ball. They are going to be a running team, which is extremely not I wouldn't say comical, but definitely goes against what this team was trending to being early on in the season. You know, uh, it wasn't too long ago that we were on this very same podcast talking about running the ball three times the entire game, or not running the ball for, you know, quarters or halves at a time. And now this team has turned completely into a into a rushing team. The New Orleans Saints entered the game with the number one number one rated rush defense in the National Football League. Not in the NFC, my friend, but in the National Football League. Uh, The Eagles hung 242 rushing yards on the Saints yesterday. Kept them completely off balance. A mix of the running backs and Jalen Hurts. Kept them off balance. Jalen Hurts as a quarterback, as a passer, again, we are are seeing how this is kind of, um, you know, how this identity is kind of taking shape. Jalen Hurts is not, I mean, he's not Tom Brady right now. He, he's a very effective game manager when he plays within the system or the scheme of the game plan. 147 yards on 13 of 24 passing, no interceptions and no touchdowns. But with his feet, his feet was a different story. 69 yards on 18 carries, averaged about 4 yards to carry and 3 touchdowns obviously the difference maker in this football game was Jalen Hurts on the ground. And why not? If you got the asset, use it. And they they used it. And one of the things that I've noticed about the way Jalen Hurts rushes the ball, he's not like like certain other mobile quarterbacks of the past and I'll use uh, RG3 as as a comparison. You know, RG3 went into every pile Squeezing out every possible yard he could. And it really ended up costing him his career after his first season. He was just getting blown up out there. Jalen Hurts is a very smart rushing quarterback. He knows when to extend the play or extend the run, I should say, for that extra yard. But he also has a very good nose for the sideline. He knows that he does the team no good by being on the sidelines if he's hurt. So he doesn't try to necessarily eke out that extra yard if he doesn't have to. It's a very interesting style. And it's a style that I obviously will promote longevity of him in the league. So again, Jalen Hurts, the difference maker, again with his feet yesterday, kept the Northern Saints consistently off balance. Didn't you know they didn't know what they were going to throw at them? Uh, the passing game is what the passing game is, folks. We are a medium range passing team. There were many opportunities, or there was many occasions, I should say, in yesterday's game that I saw Jalen Hurts really, really wanting the deep ball. There was a lot, especially in the first half. But for whatever reason, the coverage wasn't there, or he waited too long. You know, They'll, they'll probably go back and obviously look at that tape, but Jalen at least attempted to go deep. There was many opportunities or many situations where he was looking deep. They got to figure that out because if they can incorporate the deep ball into this balanced attack, that is something that's going to hold this team and create a lot of issues for defenses, a lot of issues for defenses because they have a wide receiver in Devontae Smith and Quez Watkins who can stretch the field. I know Devontae Smith is not a world-class or sprinter, but he has a nose for the ball and he can stretch the field so they continue to kind of try to figure out the deep ball they can try to they're, they're continuing to try to figure that part out but in the meantime the medium passing game mixed in with a solid rushing attack from the running backs and then throw in Jalen Hurts is definitely keeping off our defenses opposing defenses off balance now the one negative thing about the offense throughout the game was in my opinion back when the game was still in question there were a lot of there were too many stalled drives that resulted in field goals versus touchdowns. The Eagles need to clean that up. They need to clean that up. That is a part of Nick Sirianni's game that seems still to kind of, you know, is still in doubt, let's face it. They need to clean that up. They got to convert those drives to touchdowns, not field goals. To Jake Elliott's credit, it was perfect kicking the football yesterday. Matter of fact, I think he moved into third place all time or fourth place all time in Eagles scoring. So kudos to Jake, but I would I would much prefer that not to be the case, and I would much prefer those those field goals to be touchdowns. But again. A dominant performance by the offense as they just pretty much cranked it out on the, on the Saints yesterday, opening up, as I mentioned, that 33-7 to lead heading into the fourth quarter. But then the fourth quarter happened. And all of a sudden, the Eagles went from the dominating team of the first three quarters to a prevent team early on inside that fourth quarter. They allowed the Saints to rattle off 22 unanswered points. Now, at a certain point of a game, it's completely, totally fine to relegate yourself to that defensive prevent style. and it, it, Obviously, it's, it's for many different reasons. And number one is personnel, right? You want to get some of your guys out of there that are starters and you want to hold them for the next game. But when you start the fourth quarter, This wasn't at, like, the 8-minute mark or the 10-minute mark or the 9-minute. This was at the 15-minute mark of the fourth quarter. The Eagles reverted into this very conservative offense and this very conservative defense, this very prevent defense. And it allowed the Saints to kind of come back. I noticed something was wrong when I saw number 19 on the field taking offensive snaps. And, of course, for those of you who need to be refreshed, it might be the majority of Eagle fans out there Number 19 is JJ Artega Whiteside, who saw a lot of time in the fourth quarter. Matter of fact, he had a catch and he had a very important catch to kind of, uh, you know, stop the bleeding, so to speak. But JJ saw meaningful time in the fourth quarter from the very onset of the quarter, which I got in principle what, he was, what Sirianni was trying to do there. But obviously, and by his own reckoning, Nick Sirianni said that he might have, that he feels that he went too conservative too soon, and it allowed the Saints to kind of crawl back into this thing. There was, a, there was some doubt, because after going up 33-7 to and then allowing the Saints to come all the way back, the Eagles found themselves in a position where, thankfully, on a fourth down or a third down stop deep in their territory, some odd reason Sean Payton reverted to kicking a field goal there instead of going 4 on fourth down to try to really put the pressure on the Eagles. Uh, the field goal was good. But again, when you look at that situation, I don't know what Sean Payton was thinking. There's a theory out there that maybe he just didn't respect the Eagle offense. So he figured, you know what, I need to field goal anyway at a certain point, so I might as well take it here because I, I, I can go back down and uh, and probably score at will against the eagle defense but to the eagles offensive credit and to nick sirianni's credit he readjusted and they went back on the attack and ended up jalen hurts uh you know sealed the deal with a touchdown late in the game to make it 40 to 22 i believe at that point or something or 40 to 21 19 48 whatever it was saints went on the or 40 to 22 yeah something like that and then saints went on to add a very very late touchdown to make it 40 to 29 but victory was secured and victory was ours so now we are at five and six uh the other thing i want to talk about when it comes to this game there's actually five observations that i had from this game so these are in uh a descending order or i should say ascending order my number five was jay jall right i already mentioned that a little bit uh you know i'm jay jall's turned into a comedy he's he's turned into a joke here he's a joke um everything from you know the 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 comparison to the fact that we could have had dk metcalf um he's a joke I, i hate to say it but he is i don't know the man personally i'm sure he works very hard at his craft i'm sure that he's out there every week busting his ass he has turned into a very uh, consistent special teamers, special team player for us. But for where he was selected in the draft and for what he's become, he is an absolute joke. So Jay Jall, um saw a lot of action in this game, a lot of action. As I mentioned, he was, um, it, but he also was instrumental in kind of stopping the bleeding there in the late in the fourth quarter uh, on a nice little 22 yard reception to kind of keep a drive going, which resulted in a Jalen Hurts touchdown, which obviously sealed the, sealed the deal. But J.J. playing meaningful minutes as a wide receiver, there's obviously one of a, a couple things have happened. One, maybe you have some injury issues. Two, you're really far ahead. Or three, you're really far behind, which, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Uh, the other observation, my number four observation, is the defense. As I mentioned again, keep going with the aggressive style. As the Eagles move into the... I like to call it the playoff push of their schedule. There's not too many dominant quarterbacks left for the Eagles, with maybe the exception of Dak at the end of the season. There's no reason that this defense that we've been seeing lately is the defense we continue to see throughout the rest of the season. I'll be the first one to say that when you're competing to go to the playoffs, and I still am not in. I'm, I'm out. I am I'm still out on this team. I... It, it, Bear with me. I'm still out. But getting to the playoffs is one thing. The Eagles did what they had to do to put themselves in this position. Now the stars have aligned, and now it's there for them to take. But eventually, they're going to have to return to playing dominant quarterbacks if they make the playoffs. Because then they're going to be facing the Aaron Rodgers, uh, the Kyler Murrays, You know the Dak Prescotts. They're gonna they're gonna face those quarterbacks, the Tom Brady's of the NFC. So I hope Rich Gannon, again I said that Jonathan Gannon, is using this as an opportunity to build some confidence with his young D group, and that when if the Eagles get to the playoffs and they are starting to face some of those player those quarterbacks again, that we don't revert back to that bend don't break type you know, style of defense, because that's going to annoy a lot of people, to include me. But keep being aggressive. Number three, again, mentioned already. When you're in the red zone, as much as the Eagles were yesterday, and I know the game got got away from the Saints and it got completely dominant very quickly, it kind of, it might go under the rug a little bit, but you got to finish with touchdowns. You cannot finish with field goals. And the Eagles were starting to do that late into the second quarter, into the second half. You gotta finish in the end zone. That stuff is going to mean a lot coming, going forward. You gotta finish with touchdowns. Number two, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts continues to get stronger and stronger every week. Continues to develop and become comfortable with himself, comfortable with his own skin. It seems like out there, and it's a great thing to see. It's a really great thing to see, and it's awesome. And uh, I know a lot of people. You know he's probably the the most microscoped quarter, microscoped quarter uh, athlete in Philadelphia right now, with the exception of possibly uh, Ben Simmons. But I think, and I've said this before, that Jalen Hurts has done enough at least at least to earn him another season in twenty two, with all the holes that still remain on this roster, and all the draft capital and salary cap money available to the team next season going forward and feeling comfortable and confident that you have a quarterback is going to go a long way into trying to address some of the other issues. So Jalen Hurts continues to develop and become comfortable and confident every week. Obviously, there's still some timing issues with his throwing. He needs to get that ball out quicker, especially if he wants to go deep. You saw it yesterday. He was chomping at the bit to throw that ball deep, but To his credit, he's making the right decisions with the ball. He doesn't throw interceptions. He doesn't throw them at all. In my number one observation from yesterday's game, (sighs) Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager, I think it's safe to say, as we are wrapping up his second season here, Jalen Rager's a bust. Jalen Rager, over the last four games, these are are, uh, astonishing stats. Yesterday, he was one reception for a net of negative one yards. The game before that, the Bronco game, one reception for 12 yards. The Charger game, one reception for a negative six yards. And in the um, Lion game, in a game in which the Eagles were dominant, he had one reception with no yards. Okay? So if you do the math, that's one, two, three. That's four receptions for a grand total of uh, six, five yards. Reception, four receptions for five yards over the last four games for a first-round-selected wide receiver. Again, we want to make the joke of J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Well, the bigger joke now is starting to turn into Jalen Reger. We talk about J.J. and D.K. Metcalf. Well, obviously, we're going to talk uh, Jalen Reger and Justin Jefferson is become comical and he's also responsible for returning punts and those have become comical. I think it's time to look another way. And it's it's funny because the Eagles won't do that. You know that, right? Obviously when you're when you got a when you've invested a player or money or or not money but time in a first round pick, you know, Jalen Rager's on the contract for the next 2 years and he's on a cheap contract for the next 2 years. He's fodder for this team. They have the time and the time to develop him. And that's how they're going to justify it. He's a first round draft pick. GMs don't necessarily cut bait on first round draft picks after two seasons, but someone needs to figure Jalen Rager out fast. Someone needs to figure out where he fits in into this because right now he doesn't fit at all. So Jalen Rager and his lack of first round talent has definitely been on display. And who know? I I don't know what what's next for Jalen. I don't. I don't. He he he's playing himself, in my opinion, right out of the offense. But all in all, in a forty to twenty nine victory, a very positive game. Two games in a row we've won. We won our first home game. We've moved up a slot in the NFC conference. We are firmly involved in the playoff conversation. Now, as we move into the final stretch run of the season, or the final quarter plus, so to speak. Now it's time to not become part of the conversation, but become part of the equation. Uh, over the next two weeks, the Eagles will be playing an interesting uh, little road trip to the same place. Uh, next week, up to MetLife Stadium against the Giants, and then the week uh, the week after that, right back to MetLife Stadium against the Jets. Two very winnable games. Two extremely winnable football games. And if you look at the logistics of those two games, uh, the short travel, the bus travel, the opponent, the opportunity to go seven and six and head into your buy over five hundred. The Eagles need to take the opportunity that is now once again presented itself. The two thousand and twenty-one Philadelphia Eagle revival show is now heading to Northern Jersey, and they need to take advantage of it. Well, we will talk more about that next week or as we move through the week, and that is pretty much, you know, in a nutshell, going to do it for me. A great week. Always a great week. Always a great Monday when we start out the the week with an eagle win. That's two in a row. We have now moved to five and six on the season. I'm still out. But that doesn't mean I'm not watching and I'm not happy and I'm not excited for what this team could be. But we got to keep moving forward. Until next time, I'll talk to you guys later. Take care.